Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another Firefill segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me is my special guest, Robert Graves, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kent. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit about Robert, and then we're going to dive into dealing with mental health struggles that Robert faced because we are in Mental Health Awareness Month currently. So here we go. Robert Graves is a successful white-collar professional by day, working as a project manager for a large multinational healthcare equipment company. Robert is an openly gay man living in Buffalo, New York. Robert's first diagnosis, chronic clinical depression, came when he was 16. Even though he had been battling depression since the age of nine, when he had his first episode of self-harm ideology, As he was coming out, his depression morphed into bipolar depression disorder, which went untreated and diagnosed and undiagnosed until he was 44 years old. The untreated mania manifested as an anonymous sex addiction that lasted over 20 years, enduring through the height of the HIV and AIDS epidemic. Only after finally addressing his sex addiction, with his therapist did his bipolar disorder come to light and his treatment with pharmacology helped him and his addiction. With that, with the help of ongoing therapy and careful medication management, Robert has evolved to lead a relatively quiet life in his 40s where he enjoys boating, gardening, and volunteering in the community with various organizations such as Alzheimer's Association. He also has a cat named Bacchus and a French bulldog named Lily. Through his many years of therapy, he learned to forgive others and accept his family and friends for who they are. Now he has turned the focus inward, y'all forgiving himself for the reckless decision through all those years and finally accepting himself as he is a successful, healthy, gay man living with bipolar depression. Robert's latest book is I, Rob Graves, is available for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And without further ado, the man behind it all, Robert Graves. Thank you for coming on GEMS Podcast. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, Robert. And what an incredible background. Some people may say, you don't look like what you've been through. And you may ask, well, what does somebody look like that's been through what I have? And, you know, sometimes I feel like that's a cop-out where someone doesn't know what to say, but they just say, it's crazy to love Have you felt that way? We're having some audio issues. I didn't. You were cutting in and out. I'm sorry. So I was asking if you ever felt that way when someone just says the first thing that comes to the top of their head, not really going beyond the surface level. Have you felt like that before? Yeah, everyone, 
was shocked when when I came uh, out with the news that I'd be writing the book and the topic of the book, and they're like, "But you don't you don't look uh, like you've been uh, sick for the last forty four or for the last uh, twenty two years." I said, "Well, this is this is the face of bipolar disorder. This here from." My, this is the face of bipolar disorder. This is the face of mental health. And, and I've got a story to tell. And, and, and it's my goal to tell that story so that people realize that I'm just one in a million. And, and if I can get healthy, anyone can get healthy. Absolutely. And before we dive any further, I'm definitely going to get you to share something about yourself via a rapid fire game, Robert, or the icebreaker, because it is a way for my audience to connect with you on another level outside of the topic that we're going to speak on. So Great. what are you in the mood for? A break the ice or a rapid fire 10 question game? Let's do 10 questions. Okay. And they're rapid fire for a reason. So psh, psh, you ready? I'm ready. So question number one, if you can have dinner or lunch with any person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, rapid fire. I'm going to say Hillary Clinton. Question number two, dream vacation. Bora Bora. Question number three, what's your dream car or do you have that dream home? Um, tiny living, tiny living uh, on the beach somewhere. <laughs> okay. Question four, or did I say four already? Keep me honest here. No, nope, we're on four. Okay, so question four, favorite color? Blue. Oh, yes, that's mine too. Question five, if you could be a fly on the wall, Robert, and eavesdrop on any conversation, Past or present, what conversation are you listening in on? Mm, that is a good one. I would, oh, I would have to say a session with uh, Dr. Uh, Freud. Any, any, any conversation with Dr. Freud? Sigmund Freud? Sigmund Freud, yep. Question six. Favorite book or movie? My book, I Rob Graves. <laughs> what? I had to. <laughs> Question seven. If you could go back in time and recreate any significant moment of your life, what would it be and why? Oh, it would definitely, it would definitely be when my my therapist asked me if I had anything else to talk about, and I told him no. When I really was struggling with um, my bipolar disorder and coming to terms with what that meant. Question eight: Thinking about how far you've come and progressed with you know coming to terms and doing the inward work, what was the most challenging thing? Um, forgiving myself. Forgiving myself for putting myself in harm's way for 22 years and, and, and not being honest with my therapist. 
Question nine, are you an Apple or Android user? Apple, Apple all the way. And question 10, this is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed, Robert, and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask you one last question to conclude rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'll play. Okay. So here we go. You can, no, rewind. I want to give you this one. You just want an all expense paid trip anywhere you want to go. And here's the kicker for right now, they're not flying back to your home base for whatever reason. So where are you heading? I'm going to go back to Bora Bora. Oh, you really like Bora Bora. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me the tropics anytime. Well, thank you for playing Rapid Fire with Genesis and Robert Graves. Now we're segueing into mental health struggles. We already know that you dealt with bipolar depression and still dealing with it now, but it's managed because yes. you took the actions that you needed to mitigate some of the things that you didn't do 22 years ago. So whenever you came to terms with realizing that you really needed help, was it out of someone telling you about it? Or was it just out of you really going within yourself and realizing that there was a disconnect? I realized there was a disconnect. And let me tell you the story. I wanted to go on uh, prep which is an anti-HIV drug, uh, uh, also known as Truvada, or there's a couple of name brands. But PrEP is uh, what it's known as. And my doctor wouldn't prescribe it. And I was horrified. I'm like, wait a minute, you're, you're my doctor. You've, why aren't you prescribing this for me? And he told me he didn't know enough about it. So I switched providers. And I went to an LGBTQ+. Uh, a medical provider that specialized in LGBTQ health. And I went for the intake and they wanted to know how many sexual partners I had in the last 30 days. I couldn't answer it because I didn't know because I was in such a manic state that I was um, really at the height of my, addic my sexual addiction. And I couldn't tell them because there had been so many and I lost count and it was a real awakening and it was a real, um, the light bulb went off Genesis. And I realized that if I'm going to get healthy, then I got to be honest and I got to stop. I got to stop lying to my providers and I got to stop lying to myself. Wow. And thank you for sharing that, Robert, because that um, is something very vulnerable to share, but you never know how you sharing that can definitely help a listener or a viewer that's watching or listening to this segment, because the fact that you lost count um, goes to show that you weren't well fully. No, because no. You were just going through the emotions and trying to find a way to cope. And how many times does um, life happened to us where someone who may not be struggling with bipolar or 
sexual addiction may be going through a form of coping, um, coping mechanism and everyone has their own vice. But until you mm-hmm. look yourself in the mirror, like MJ says, I'm looking for the man in the mirror. And I'm definitely not a singer. So y'all can feel free to laugh. Um, you won't uncover that reality. So the fact that you realize that you have to get real with yourself and I commend you for not just getting real with yourself, but also realizing that that previous provider that you had, you didn't have a partnership you mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't they didn't know how to help you so you found someone that knew about the lgbtq community that you're a part of and they understood where you were coming from to get you the help that you need right i um i really credit uh evergreen health which is my provider uh the group that i go to for really providing me the, uh a vehicle to get healthy. And, um, you know, I, uh, I'm doing a, a book, just, I'm doing a book reading in a couple of days and I'm s- selling books and I'm giving all of the proceeds back to Evergreen. That is amazing. And Robert, I want to ask you a question. Since Evergreen has played a pivotal point in your life, have you thought about maybe doing a combined um, seminar where you bring them to a book signing, but they talk about some of the abilities and some of the perks that they could provide? We are we are working uh, through that right now, trying to get uh, uh, it's 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 during Pride. So it's a little difficult. Everyone's real busy, but we're working out the details now, uh, trying to bring uh, people to hand out condom packets, uh, have the condom van uh, out at the reading. And um, so we're working through some of the details and some of the logistics. And then Pride Month is June, right? That is correct. And then, so with Pride Month coming up and, you know, soon and then you working with evergreen and then you also having this book come out are there any challenges that you face since the book launch that you learned from that has helped you become more of who robert is at the core i've been so blessed with just an amazing amount of support from my family my my friends I am um, just beyond grateful uh, to the uh, the outpouring of support uh, for me and for my my new life endeavors. Amazing! So it's been great. That is amazing, and for you to really know who you are and what you stand for. I think that's commendable because there are so many people that are living in the shadows of someone else or they're wearing a mask because they can't be who they were called to be. Like, for example, there may be someone else within um, your area that may want to come out openly as gay or may want to say that they support the LGBTQIA plus community. I hope I didn't leave out anything there. So, I, you know, I'm a bad gay. I always mess that up. <laughs> so I think you're doing great. <laughs> and I think that um, 
there's unity and power whenever we can share our stories and we can also talk about the things that we learned from and the things that we grew from. So you mentioned coming out at nine years old. So what made you realize that you were different and you liked the same sex? Well, I had a crush when I was seven and uh, that caused a lot of uh, feelings. Um, I had my first suicide ideation when I was nine. Uh, and part of that was because I always felt different. And part of that was I was starting to mature and realizing that I was different. And, but uh, I, I, what I want to say is that at nine years old, you, you really don't know what gay is. At least I did. I knew I felt different. I knew that I liked boys, but I didn't know what gay was. We didn't have Ellen. We didn't have any role models. Okay, this was, this was back in the late 70s, early 80s. And we did not have any, any support structure or any role models. So I think it's critical uh, I, I thank Ellen for her tenacity for coming out when she did, and she's lived her life as a role model, and so many others have followed her in her footsteps. Um, and I want to be a role model for uh, my community, not only for the gay and lesbian community, but for those struggling with mental health issues. Uh, people with mental health issues. Uh, you know, the suicide rates are just astronomical, uh, both in uh, the gay community and the community at large. And we need to stop that. Uh, we need to stop the stigma because there's, there's still such a stigma to mental health and we need to change that. And that's what, that's what the goal of my book is, is to, to, to help end the stigma of mental health. Absolutely, because there, there are people that know they need help in the mental health arena, but they don't want to be labeled as um, crazy or cuckoo. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be committed to a mental health or a psych ward where they just may need, you know, some pharmaceutical drugs to help them manage what they're dealing with, or maybe not even the pharmaceutical drugs. They may need, you know, to just really do a root cause analysis with a paid and trained psychologist, um, therapist, or um, some of the other people that help in the mental health profession to understand, okay, was there something traumatic that helped happen at, in your childhood that you've been carrying around that is leading you to have these um, thoughts of depression or to have these feelings of, su of suicide or whatever the case may be. I'm not a trained professional in this area, but I have taken a mental health and first aid class so I can recognize certain things based on the allergy method mm -hmm. of how to address someone who may be on the cusp of a mental health crisis. And just because you have a mental health crisis does not mean that they're going to put you in a mental health home or facility. It just means that there's certain things that we need to um, get um, get in and through you so you could get back in balance. Right, right. I, unfortunately, 
have had to have medication for most of my life, but I am a strong component uh, proponent of therapy. Talk therapy is huge and we really need to um, have more providers. We need to have more access to therapy, more access to psych psychiatrists and psychologists, uh, both um, inpatient and outpatient. And I think that's so important. Uh, I am grateful. Uh, I, I write about the ther my therapist, George, um, who uh, I was with for 10 years before he died. And, uh, you know, I, I dedicate the book to him. My book is dedicated to my therapist, George, because he's the one who taught me how to forgive. And he taught me how to accept myself. And those are two life lessons that um, are so vastly important when you're dealing with a mental health issue. You need to be able to forgive yourself and you need to be able to accept yourself. Mm, absolutely. And I'm so glad that George, I'm so glad that George was there to help you get through that because some people do not, do not get that help until it's too late. And mm -hmm. when I say it's too late, they're already checked out of here because they have done the the worst. And I want to go through this algae method with you in case you're not familiar with it. Sure. And it's the mental health first aid. And the reason why I want to cover this is because it may be relevant for someone who is either listening to this segment or watching this segment. So they say, whatever you think about algae, A stands for assess the risk of suicide or harm. You, you're supposed to listen non-judgmentally you give reassurance and information, you encourage appropriate professional help, and the other E is encourage self-help and other support strategies. So A is assess the risk. And when you assess the risk, you're assessing it to see, are they harmed to themselves or are they harmed to the people around them? And when helping a person going through a mental health crisis, it's important to look for those signs. Um, and those signs could be some of the thoughts, their behaviors, or maybe non-suicidal self-injury. Then when you listen non-judgmentally, -judgment it may see seem simple, but it's the ability to actively listen and have a meaningful conversation with that individual where they feel like they can confide in you and they don't have to put up a wall because how many times have somebody tried to openly share something with someone else and that person said something out of context that made that individual shut down? Mm -hmm. So that's um, another thing. And then the G is give reassurance and information. Individuals must recognize that mental illness are real, treatable illnesses from which people can and do recovery. When having a conversation with someone who you believe may experience symptoms of mental illness, it's important to approach the conversation with respect and dignity and not to blame the individual for his or her symptoms. Then the first E says, encourage appropriate professional help. As I alluded earlier, and you heard me say it, Robert, I am not a paid or trained professional, but I can give some insight. 
It says a variety of health and behavioral health professionals and interventions can help someone who is in the crisis or may be experiencing the signs and symptoms of mental illness. And the last E, encourage self-help and other support strategies. So there are many ways individuals experiencing mental illness can contribute to their own recovery and wellness. And some strategies include exercise, relaxation, meditation, participating in peer groups, those self-help books on cognitive behavioral therapy, engaging with family, friends, faith, and other social networks. And that is what summarizes the algae method. Do you think if you would have had some information to that ahead of time, Robert, that it would have helped you get along with some of the things that you were facing? Well, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting question because I, I've been in therapy since I was uh, uh, about 16. And I, I, I knew there was something else that I needed to talk about, but I was so ashamed and so afraid of what might come of it that I chose, I chose to live, I chose to live the lie. So I don't know. I really, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'd like to say, yes, I, if I knew that, I, I, my life would have been changed. But I, I knew what was available to me. I had a, ther I had a great therapist, um, but I wasn't truthful. And that's the key. You have to be truthful. And without, without that, you know, therapy is just utter chit chat. That's a good that's a good um, thing to land land the plane on is going back to being truthful, truthful with the people that are in your life, as well as mm -hmm. truthful with yourself, most importantly. And absolutely. Rob, as we begin to wind down, I want you to hold up the copy of your book so those who are watching the video can see the book that's coming out. So I, Rob Graves, hold it up straight and so I could get it in focus and then walk us through the cover because it looks like just the blue is calming it kind of looks like a beach tell me why you picked the cover of your book so I wrote the book on a houseboat moored off the coast of Saint uh, or Clearwater Beach uh, I, I lived off the grid uh, on a boat for 10 weeks while I wrote the book um, I wrote the outline primarily uh, on a cruise. And I just had this affinity for water. So when I was working with the designer, I wanted something with water and we landed on, on the cover. Uh, it's a beach. Uh, the waves uh, represent the ups and downs of bipolar. Uh, the graves is very manic. Uh, because it's up and down. So it's, there, there's a metaphor in all of this. Um, not only the waves, um, but the way the, the word graves is laid out. Graves is very manic, which is primarily what my life has been for the last, you know, for the 22 years prior to getting treatment. I was at a huge mania for, for much of that. Um, so the cover is very special to me, um, and uh, the book 
is uh, is very special to me, as it would be, you know, for anyone who wrote their story. Uh, it will make you laugh. It will make you cry. It's going to make you blush a little, uh, because I I share my whole life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, with with my reader. And the reason I was so upfront about it is to show the reader the severity of, of my mania and where I came from and how I landed on my feet and how giving examples of how one can overcome really great adversity and still be successful and land upright. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that, Robert. And I will definitely share the link to your book in the show notes. And now we're going to head into our call to action part of the segment. What is your call to action for the audience once they just heard you speak about your book, the mental health challenges that you face and where you are now? If you do anything for yourself, anything at all, be honest with yourself. Be honest with your therapist and everything else will fall into place. If I wasn't, it was only when I was honest with my therapist did I truly get help. And, um, you know, anyone can contact me on my website, uh, www.irobgraves.com and ask me anything. Um, You know, I will respond within 24 hours or try to respond within 24 hours. Uh, but there's a link where you can contact me. Um, and uh, I just think that if I can do it, living through the HIV AIDS crisis, coming through that HIV negative, only by the grace of God, uh, I thank my guardian angels. Um, I had a team of angels around me, protecting me during the height of my addiction. Um, And I thank God for those angels that protected me. And uh, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard my special guest, Robert Graves. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you read, scroll down, and tap in with him. If you know anyone that is in the LGBTQIA plus community, his book would be a great gift for them. And as you know, Pride Awareness Month is coming up in June, and he is an advocate for that. So I want to challenge you to see diversity in all areas, practice inclusivity, give us a sense of equity and a sense of belonging. No matter where you came from, we all have similarities that we could focus on versus highlighting the differences. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also, you could see all things video on our YouTube channel, which is at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular and consistent basis. Because of you, we are now ranked in the top two and a half percent globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. Myself, my husband, and our community thanks you for supporting us 
on a consistent basis and the incredible people we bring to the platform. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.